0: Good afternoon. This is News for the Heart. Well, I am kind of excited today because I get, this is this is kind of a rare thing for me. I obviously do a lot of interviews, but today today's a little bit special because I get to interview a 20-year-old who's written a book. Her name is Courtney Amundsen, and her book is Teachings from God. And the reason I'm so excited is because... I think we're going to hear a lot more from this girl um, in the future. And I think, you know, this book, there's 50 chapters. It really, you know, it's 300 and some odd pages. But you really need to take it like a chapter a day or less. It's really one of those books that you just kind of have to let it wash over you instead of trying to use your head to... Um, try and figure it out. It's really, it's about opening your heart and letting that take you. And, you know, I'm really excited to have you, Courtney. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having (laughs) me. And I'm so excited to talk with you. And and I can feel the, just the energy of the show is so awesome and listeners. And so I'm just, I'm excited to be here and to, to talk about talk about my new book
0: yeah okay so tell me about your experiences because you know I know that there are you know some of the children out there you know when they're first born up to a certain point they kind of remember they can kind of remember past lives and so but there aren't many that go through their teen years um, without kind of shutting themselves off Mm -hmm. so you did that and that's kind of amazing Um, you've kind of been on this journey the whole way. So tell us a little bit about you.
1: Right. Well, I have grown up with pretty amazing parents who (laughs) have really nurtured me in in this um, side of my life, I would say. And and I don't really mean it that way, because the way that my life is, is just the way that my life is. It's been Mm -hmm. this way my entire life. So um, I don't really consider, you know, spirituality to be separate from the rest of me, but um, I do consider it to be a, you know, kind of integral part of, of my family, and so I, you know, my sensitivities have always been really nurtured, and, and my passions have been nurtured, and and so I've been really blessed in that way, and, and um, I, I think... With that in mind, um, that's been probably a pretty big reason why I have excelled in the way that I have and that I've allowed myself this space to grow and um, to see my sensitivities and to see my um, awarenesses as a gift and not something that I need to shut down. And so I've always... um, had this help along the way to, um, to really nurture myself and, and follow my passions, follow my heart. And whenever anything felt that it wasn't in alignment, alignment with me, I, I didn't do it anymore. You know, I was given the opportunity to, to bow out if it, you know, if that were, um, to be what I felt was right. And, and so, you know, I've always been one that you know, works well on my own. I can motivate myself really well. Um, and so that was kind of what happened with school is, you know, I, I ended up switching to an online school and and that, yeah, that I did that for four and a half years, I think. Um, maybe, yeah, four and a half years, I did that for, and that really helped me to devote, all the time and attention I wanted to devote to my music and, um, my spiritual life, which was very big for me. Um, and, and well, still is, (laughs) um, but, but it, it, it gave me, um, a groundedness that I didn't have anywhere else in any other school. And so I, I allowed myself to, kind of be my own support system and and that that gave me confidence you know because I wasn't seeing other people around me as much you know judging really? or I, I didn't feel um, like I had to shut down because I was in a safe environment and and usually surrounded by people in communities that were similar to me so again you know thank my parents for that because <laughs> you know they 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 had me, you know, learning from a Qigong master here in Minnesota. My mom and I mostly have been taking classes together. Um, And I was introduced to him when I was nine years old. And he really, really inspired me and, and deepened me spiritually a lot, Um, taught me my own power as a healer, that I was born a healer. And so I, I learned how to, you know, move energy in my own body to clear energy blockages and and um and then also to heal other people. So that was a big um awakening for me, just going to workshops and and training with him here yeah. in Minnesota. And and so that's where I learned meditation and that's how I um deepened and really Started to experience visions of. um, Well, actually, Buddha was the first one that really came to me. I had uh, my third eye opened. Um, I had an experience of my third eye opening when I was thirteen. Wow. And I, I was I was practicing qigong, and I, um, I, I saw Buddha. in in my third eye, um, standing right in front of me and, and in, in purple light and, um, and it was just, it was a beautiful thing, but really what this, what, what this meant to me was that there was, there was more, um, there was an unseen realm. There was an unseen, um, journey, I guess, waiting for me and I, I, I've spent my entire life, I feel, searching for what my sole purpose is, and wanting, wanting that more than anything else. Just what am I supposed to be here for? I'll do it. And I, you know, I remember always thinking that. You know, before I would even maybe put words on it, I always felt that um, that I was here for something, and I and I wanted to devote my time to that and my attention to that. So. Um, so this, um, when I started receiving these teachings, I was 16 years old. It was March 12th, 2012. So just about four years ago now, Mm. I'm 20. And, um, I was, I was taking a meditation break as I, as I normally did, you know, on routine, I would take a meditation break during the day. And I was sitting there on the couch and, and I, I popped in a, you know, relaxing CD, and I and I sat there, and my mantra that I learned from this Qigong master when I was nine years old was, I am in the universe. The universe is in my body. The universe and I combine together, and Beautiful. that's what I would say every time I would meditate. I would sit down and say that, and it would connect me right away, and usually I would feel just very peaceful, and, and I might you know do a guided meditation but i didn't very often sit there and just allow whatever to happen to happen and i remember on that day i did i i completely surrendered to the experience and 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 i i sat there and i and i just i when i said that mantra i noticed a release within me just a complete release surrender and and as i did that i felt oh it's just yeah it's beyond <laughs> words i felt this amazing golden angelic presence that entered mm-hmm. through the top of my head and it was like a funnel of light and and when it came down into my head i felt bliss i felt complete bliss and unconditional love and also a gentleness a r- very gentle presence and it was so loving and so and and I and I didn't really know exactly what was happening but I could feel by the way that it felt that it was um, that it was beautiful and that I could trust this and and I just, had, you know, mindfulness during this, and I could feel this light moving down into my arms. It was, there was an intelligence to it, and it was flowing into my arms and into my fingertips, and when it hit my fingertips, this light started to burst out my fingertips. I could feel it just shooting out, and I intuitively went to the computer because I knew that there was a message there. Is partly maybe my curiosity, (laughs) if you know, just wanting to know what would happen Mm -hmm. because I was familiar with the teachings of Abraham Hicks and I I grew up with that and um, the secret and the law of attraction. I was in. conversations with God, all of those things I was introduced to around the age of nine. So, (laughs) um, I studied those, I studied those and I was so amazed. I thought I had like a secret power because (laughs) it was like something that I could really, um, learn something that really inspired me and, um, made me come alive. So I I thought, okay, you know, secrets of the universe. I want to know more. So all of this yearning, I think, really sparked the the communication when it started because I, I sat down and, um, I just I basically said um, not out loud but said in my mind you know I I surrender and I just whatever you want to tell me I'm I'm just gonna let you let you tell me and and. Spirit started to, to flow through and and the words came very very slowly in the beginning because I was still getting used to it. Sure. Um, but I had my eyes closed and they started to type and um, it was a beautiful presence that I I now know is is simply the oneness. It's simply source energy that is funneled through me and and you know they they said to me it was plural and so I knew that. Um, it was some collective. And of course, like everyone else, I questioned who is this and what is this? And, and the answer was always, you know, you put the face on God, that it doesn't matter to God what you call, call this energy, you can put a name on it if if you want. But the suggestion was, you know, the broader you get, the more you will experience the fullness of God. Hmm. And so I, at first, I called this presence Hannah, because that was the name that my mom used to call our guardian angel. My sister and I would visualize this guardian angel every night, um, wrapping around our house, golden wings wrapping around our house. Beautiful. safe. And so I, I, that's what I called it in the beginning. And as the teachings started to um, broaden from more of a personal nature to a universal nature, I I noticed that it just the presence started to be um, called oneness instead of Hannah anymore. And it was more that I had let go. I had let go and it got deeper. It got um, I guess more uh, well, I said it it got more um, away from my personal questions or my personal motivations to um, what really had to be, um, expressed about um, the nature of humanity and what we're here to do and how we can tune in to our soul's purpose and and be fully present with, with ourselves and, and grow. So that's the whole point of this work. It's to help people to grow um, as you are, wherever you are, and to see ourselves not separate from God or source energy or whatever word you use. Right. Um, because we are one of the same. We're part of each other. And when we collaborate, when we agree to work with each other, then we start to um, realize that we're, we're the guiding force in our life. It's that not something outside of us. We are we are the ones. And, and we're loved unconditionally. And um, it's just amazing. It was amazing for me to experience such a loving presence that knew me so, you know, in and out, so personally, I had no idea. (laughs) I mean, I really didn't, I didn't know, I didn't ever visualize God as um, something or, or someone that knew me that well. So that was what was amazing, amazing to me.
0: Right. And do you feel that it's really, like, you know, we try to divide things. Now, I have I have someone who I interview once a month who is like a nuclear physicist. And, you know, for him, you know, he will say that it's all data. And the the more we try to label it, the, Mm -hmm. you know, the more filters are put on this energy. So Mm -hmm. you're saying it's oneness. It's probably hard for people to grasp that in a... Mm. In a mental capacity, like I think, yeah. you know, that's the whole thing about your book, right? It's, it's really bringing out that the mind is limited and filters. I mean, we know that our, we need our brain. <laughs> we yeah. know that it's, it has, it has things that we need, obviously, um, but we rely on it too much and we usually allow it to control or try to control and kind of take Mm -hmm. the driver's seat instead of allowing our heart surrendering into the heart sounds easy or it seems simple, but it's not really all that easy um, Mm -hmm. for most of us.
1: (laughs) I would say all of us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is difficult. Um, You know, and, and that's why I, I, ended up titling this book teachings from God because I didn't want to use a word that would leave a question with a lot of people
0: or a limitation I want to
1: make or a limitation. Exactly. I would, I, I want it to be as universal as possible and really, you know, I guess where I struggle with it is that, is that, um, A lot of words already have a lot of labels and Mm. definitions to a lot of different people. And so I think more what the book touches on is is how to build a relationship with that divine nature. And oneness to me, the way that I understand it, is is simply that source that connects us all. That we're, we're all that creative source. All of us are part of that creative source. Um, everything. It's not just about humanity. It's, it's everything. Um, and, and so, you know, the analogy or metaphor that is used in the book, there's many, but <laughs> one that I really like is about a pot of soup. And it, it explains oneness as a pot of soup in that there's many different flavors and textures in that soup but we would never, you know, when we're dishing it up, we would never count how many molecules are in there, how many <laughs> molecules of water. Um, you just don't do that. It's it's a collective. It's, you know, one liquid, if you will. But when you're eating it, you can taste all the different flavors in it. You know, you can taste, you can pick out the different herbs. Um, and that is what we often do with God is... Um, and a lot of, I guess, spiritual folk, we, you know, will say, oh, I, you know, I channel Archangel Michael or I channel mm-hmm. Archangel Gabriel or, or, you know, how we often do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and not that that's wrong in any way, but I think you're right in that the more that we're able to just take down our own veils, any definitions that we might have on God that we can identify in the beginning. If we're able to let that go just for a moment and and allow that that source to fill us up and and guide us and and give us wisdom that's when I guess the deeper truths start to come through. And that's where I got more of a direct experience of that energy, experiencing myself with, with everything, part of everything, and no separation. And, and that's how I know that it's a pure state. It's, it's, it's who we are in essence. Um, but we have we have allowed ourselves, to be expressed in this physical form, to experience a contrast, to um, evolve our soul. And we did it on free will. And and that is the other thing is that everything that we do is based upon free will, our free will, and, and what we want to do to fulfill our soul. And so it helps us to guide us through that and also to give us very personal and um, very simple guidelines or um, guidance, I guess, to, to work through our day-to-day lives as a human because it's not easy. It's, it's very uh, difficult at times and, and we have emotions and we have difficult things that we come up against. And, um, basically, you know, there's nothing wrong with being human. We shouldn't have our goal to be, you know, seeing like God, seeing like, you know, from the bird's eye view, because that wasn't the point of being here. The point is to experience being limited, experience having a limited perception of who we are, not knowing questioning God all of that is amazing actually when you think about it that we can be that source energy but also not even know it right. because we chose to put ourselves in this little box to experience finding ourselves that's the whole journey that's the quest and we often see ourselves as separate from everyone we experience separation from everything and everyone and we all have these different, you know, little goals, getting, getting the right job, getting the right whatever, making enough money, all of these things. But in the end, essentially we all have the same quest. And so this book it is really just to help us wherever we're at in our journey to find courage, to know who we are, to realize that we have all the tools within us. And to get started, because it's all about empowerment. It's all about freeing yourself from from anything that's holding you back, that you're holding back from yourself. And um, so that's why it's called greeting your soul and revealing the divine within, because right. it's already there. It's already there. Right.
0: And although we're kind of individuated aspects of God, um this energy or this essence that you've been channeling, you don't feel there's any individuation. I, I want to talk about the Akashic or the Akasha that you you mm-hmm. do talk about in your book. Um, and I've interviewed Linda Howe, who I think is one of the leading experts. She's, certainly, she's written three books. Um, The last one is really about how to connect and there's these powerful exercises on doing it. And when I did it, I mean, it was the most detached I'd ever had of Mm -hmm. the emotional and our, our, I don't know, our emotional connection that we want to create. It it seemed the most detached that I had been able to connect. And I know you, you talk about it a lot in the book. I mean, Akasha, the Akashic record is kind of based on the Earth plane or on Gaia and the the many lives that we've had here. So it's kind of available to us here. If we've been to other planets, there'd be another Akashic that's associated with that. So that's kind of Earth related. This energy that you're talking about, it seems to be different, but the same. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, we all have, um, my, my understanding and, and what I've learned from these teachings is that our existences are many, you know, there's only one moment. There's only the now. And so right. everything is literally happening at the same time. Right. Our perception only allows us
0: our to see
1: this dominant yeah. reality, which is, you know, this human existence, three dimensions, um, there is a library, storehouse, Akashic records that's um, stored within our Earth, um, but there's also, you know, a more broad, universal um, one. Whether they are connected or not, um, you know, I haven't. I'm I'm getting more information on this as we, um, as I as I move forward with with the work, but um so so that that part is still developing but I do know on a more personal level and and what you kind of spoke about with your experience with with that exercise I've definitely had a similar experience where I was going into it and I was trying to achieve some result in some way I was trying to uncover something that I don't already know and that alone just I think brought up some resistance, um, and so there's there's quite a lot of humor in this book also as well, which um, kind of kind of says kind of makes fun of humans and yes. says we're silly in many ways because mm-hmm. we want a twelve step process for everything. <laughs> it's kind of an ongoing joke, right. and it's true though. It's yeah. you know anything that we wish to achieve. We have to work at it. There's usually, it usually takes a long time. That's usually what we, um, believe, you know, what we design or believe is that it's going to take some time and there's a certain amount of steps. And what I have, um, unveiled, if you will, a lot of that is in the chapter, I think it's called the golden toolbox. Um, yeah, which is like. Chapter twenty-five. It's okay. it's um, covered in many different chapters, but it talks about that all of these things are actually already within our physical body. That's that's part of um, the akashic records. It's all within our reach because all of the information has been storing, you know, forever. We're eternal. It's been storing in there forever, and none of that information gets lost when we incarnate you know, to our, our next life or next, um, you know, whatever it is, next life. Not always human, but right. um, that remains there in our soul. And so what I've found to be most effective is, first of all, let go of any motivations that you have, anything that you're trying to achieve let go of that. The more you're you can surrender and, and let the divine guide you, the more you're going to dive deeper into the experience and really see the truth. Um, I had to unveil a lot. I had to, you know, go through many layers of my mind in order to see the more pure experience. Um you know, upon many, many subjects that I've, that I've asked about, um, this one being a big one. And I found that when I did that, the information that presented itself to me, um, really surprised me. And I realized that it's not about trying to take something out of your kosh. It's not about trying to look for something, um, and it's not always about doing a certain meditation to get there. Sometimes it's about having a a humble, heartfelt intention, and you know, asking your divine to to, to you know help to guide you. And as you do that, you you surrender yourself. You allow yourself to open up to um, the possibility that. You might not know. (laughs) You might not have all the information. You might not know what's best for you. And that's difficult. That's very, very difficult to not try to control your experience. Um, What I found is I have gathered or um, revealed, I guess, maybe a lot of talents that, that I was not aware of before. Um, many people would say I didn't have it before, but I know that's not true because it was all, it's all stored in my akash. It's all stored there in my physical body. And all you have to do is ask for those things to be presented to you. And for me, I, I've never been good at public speaking or, you know, I was extremely shy as a child and, um, you know, I I'm, I'm sure I had you know very severe social anxiety in many ways and just didn't know it. But I was I was sensitive and and as I was being put up to this task of writing this book and delivering these teachings to the world, I realized that it was going to be kind of on a large scale and I I wasn't really sure whether I was prepared for that or not. And I just said you know I'll do it but you're going to have to guide me, and please give me the tools I need. Please give me the tools. And that was all it took, and I remained open. And what I saw is that I was, I was given exactly what I needed. And some people could say I, I never possessed those tools, um, but there's no no other explanation because all of a sudden, you know, one day I was completely comfortable with it hmm. and I completely trusted in, um, you know, following the signposts along the way that I was getting from spirit and listening and doing those things. and And I realized that all of those things were within me the entire time. And there's a lot more that's in there, too. So to answer the question more direct, I think for me and in my experience, all that's really necessary is, is to build that relationship with your divine, to, to, to know that you're part of that and, and collaborate like a friend, you know, it's not about God being above you. It's not about, um, you know, praying up to God. It's about, you know seeing seeing that source as your dearest friend that you can count on and and talk to every day even mundane things you know i did that all the time and, hmm. and that's how i deepened that's how i started to retrieve some of those things in my akash that that were were asking to be to come out to help me on my journey to help me to um, be out in the world in the way that I'm trying to be so it's intention and focus and surrender and being willing to um being willing to be an active learner and an active um, listener so I think that's the big big
0: things. yeah and to stop kind of giving our power away to others I mean it that's that's one of the most difficult things because we do tend to look for acceptance we do tend to look for love um, Mm -hmm. in others we tend to I don't know believe that others are higher than us that there is this you know they have a gift so you know like we're always looking for someone to tell us someone to you know it's we're it we're an interesting time because there's so much information out there there's so many So many people that have pieces of the truth. Mm -hmm. We, we tend to, I don't know, it's like, we're so afraid, I guess, of making a mistake or doing something wrong. And that's, that's one of the things that I loved about your book is that, you know, it really, it really brought home, you know, there's really nothing to do, there's nothing to fix, you know, stop trying to control everything in your mind, just (laughs) let them sort of be like, just Mm -hmm. accept who you are. And and that's a, that's a challenge, because we want, we think that we, you know, our mind our ego convinces us that if we just, you know, get someone to change this or that, or, you know, it's Mm -hmm. always about things outside. And unfortunately, you know, the law of attraction has been it's been really misunderstood and misguided in that it's these external things that we can have. Like it's, it's like this focus on, you know, everything outside of ourselves instead of that deeper understanding and awakening within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, there's
1: a funny um, metaphor, little story in the book about, how we act as humans, and we are very goal oriented, mm. even from a very, very young age. You know, we track. You know, parents you track when they your kids start to talk and when they walk, and it's like, oh, you're doing good. You know, <laughs> you're doing great, and <laughs> and if you're not on track, you're you're like behind. You're, um, you know, you are you're lacking in some way, and and there's a funny. Uh, little metaphor in the book about you know how as a contrast little puppies you know if you if you've ever had a puppy um, I've had I've had a couple and um, when you know when they're really really small and they're learning to walk they tend to run into things <laughs> a lot they tend yeah. to just stumble into walls and you know they kind of just roll around and um and They never, they never, you know, you know, think like, oh, I'm so stupid. Why did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) They get, they spring up so fast. Same with, you know, really small kids is they, they just spring up. They, they have no idea that, you know, they did something wrong or, or is it wrong? And, um, so the, the teaching was about, you know, be more like little puppies because, they don't judge, you know, when they're learning. They don't judge. They don't think they're behind. You know, You, we run into a wall and we think, you know, we're done for. We think we're so stupid and, and you know, why why aren't I smarter? Why didn't I get that right? And that we're never going to get it right. We're always learning. We're always going to be learning. And we have to get comfortable being an active learner and just... Mm. Except that we're not going to know we're not going to know a lot of things uh, you know being human, we've got a limited perception, but um yeah, and there was a second part to that now i I'm, I'm forgetting
0: uh, just about um, the law of attraction, how we're always focused outside of ourselves,
1: yeah, yeah, that's true and 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 our ego my, believes
0: our ego believes wholeheartedly that we have nothing to learn, right. <laughs> yeah
1: you know yeah (laughs) there is a there is a there is a weird feeling sometimes you know being human where you think what am I actually doing really you you think about um at least I think about you know sometimes when I'm very involved in all these spiritual you know teachings and and book stuff and I and I'm so involved in that work and then I look outside and I think, you know, and now I have to go eat food and now I have to go make money and now I have to.
0: And right. I'm thinking
1: that's so physical and yet we have to do those things in order to survive. survive on this planet. And so in many ways, you know, the conditionings and the just the way that we are as physical beings that requires um, certain action steps, and so it, it makes sense in some ways that we do seek um, a lot of physical things, a lot of external things, but um, it's part of the separation game, I guess. It, it can be difficult to see that we're connected to everything, to see a bigger picture when everything about our reality is... is you know, it's it's three dimensional. It's um, separation, and that drives us to seek more. It drives us to understand ourselves in a deeper way, and without that, there would be no goal. So that's part of it. Um, but my motivations have changed as I've seen. Um, for me, like when I was, I'm thinking back to when I was maybe. Um, twelve thirteen I used to try to like manifest weird things. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really into that when I first sure. learned about the law of attraction. I thought it was all about, you know, achieving things like external things. And I didn't really think about it um, as an internal process as much as it was like, what can you manifest, you know? And so me and my sister, my mom, we would always play weird games like that. And, and, manifest weird things and (laughs) we'd be driving along and see like a line of turtles and my mom would be like I manifested that (laughs) (laughs) Like that's my childhood in essence and um you know another time it was like donut holes or something and I got all excited about that and um so anyway it's just that was how I focused my energy at, at that time I thought that's what I thought it meant Um, And then I realized, okay, that's all good and well. I know how to do this. It's, you know, thought moves into, um, you know, thought manifests in physical form. Um, Energy manifests into physical form when we um, focus on it. And so then I realized that when you take the resistance off of something, um, when it's something you don't care about, it often shows up a lot easier than something that you have a lot of association with, a lot of labels with. Money is a huge, oh, massive one um, because it's so dark. Yeah. because we have so much attachment to it mm-hmm. that we automatically produce the lack of it. Our dominant vibration collectively is the lack right. of money, right? Because we already have an association with it that. That's how we achieve our worth. That's how we achieve happiness, um, health, pretty much everything. Um, And so it's hard to break free of that when we already have labels and associations with it that are so, so strong um, on a collective consciousness level. So I think in a big way, it's, it's kind of about trying to neutralize everything it's a lot more difficult than it sounds, but, or maybe it does sound difficult. I don't know, but, um, but I've, I've focused my intentions more internally now as I've kind of deepened and understood um, things more. I've, I've learned that, you know, what happens in your outer reality is, is actually mirroring what's happening internally and, I notice internal conversations I have with myself that um, very, very quickly can manifest outside, and somebody will um, mirror that back to me, often in negative ways. And i I don't always catch it. Sometimes I don't catch it. Um, oftentimes I do catch it, and I and I recognize that that was actually my internal, you know, vibration, something, some conversation I was having with myself that was. I'm not very kind to myself in some way or limiting beliefs. And um, and so it shows up that way. It's not just about manifesting a new car or anything, but it it talks um, in my book, it talks a lot about that, about how to um, become a vibrational match to what you desire. And in a way that's that is not so much about actually trying to achieve anytime you try to achieve you're, you are automatically in resistance to it because there's there's already a motivation attached. So okay. it's it is a fine line it mm-hmm. is a fine line but it's it's also a foundational law of the universe and um, and so it is important as human beings to understand. How it works, so that we can not play victim to our experience, our life. We can start to see how we're creating and and actually playing a big role in in how, um, well, in what happens in our personal life and um, how other people are attracted to us. So. It is a big thing, but it's also a lifetime of learning. It, it really is. It's learning along the way from your own experience and, um, and investing your energy in yourself, in, in your own evolution, and experiencing how your internal thoughts, dialogues, um, passions – do get expressed externally and and how that sets you up in either a positive direction or a negative direction and and either way it's empowering because you know how to tweak along the way you know how to funnel your energy in a different way to be in a more vibrational match to what you want to see
0: right and and your book talks a lot about you know the it's not the word it's the vibration of it And we get caught up in the words and we, our focus of the vibration is very different than what it really is. Like we, once we judge it, once we label it, once we, you know, I mean, there is a lot, yes, in the collective unconscious about money and different Mm -hmm. things, but it's, you know, it's. It's that vibration that we need to sort of realign ourselves with. If we, if we could stop labeling it in something that, that we have judged or that we have set in a box and just sort of be more open to it without the fears. I mean, right. the big thing is we have all these fears that we just are so unconscious of. We are, you know, we have these beliefs. We, you know, they're, um, there's so many terms that are so heavy, like religion. I mean, yeah. there was an interesting thing that, you know, that it mentions in the book about how, you know, religion really is a kind of a distraction. It's an escape. It's our way of, I guess, really, it's our way of disempowering ourselves and thinking mm-hmm. that something, again, outside of ourselves mm-hmm. is going to give us the answers. Right. And it's, of course, it's personal
1: for Fair everyone. Right. And and I think... Um, you know, in many ways, I think a lot of people would take that the wrong way. The way that it's said in the book, though, is so loving that I, I don't feel most people will mistake the meaning of that. Agree. But, but, you know, in essence, for many people, um, because I don't want to put everybody in the same category, but for many people um, who do follow one religion, you know, if, if you aren't careful, a lot of times you do um, fall into, you know, really disempowerment and, and signing your power over to someone else. And what I've been taught through these teachings and through my own deepening is that we are our own greatest teacher. We are filled with amazing wisdom. And, I mean, I sure did not think any of those words could come through me. I, I watched conversations with God when I was nine years old. And I remember that scene when he's, he's laying on the couch in the middle of the night and he, um, he starts to talk (laughs) with God. Mm -hmm. He starts to hear this voice and he's, you know, writing down the pages frantically. And um, it's hilarious because it's exactly what's happening to me now. But I remember, at that age, I like paused the movie and I was like, mom, that is so crazy. Wouldn't it be cool if we could do that? (laughs) And, and so I just, I remember thinking, you know, how is it, how is it possible that, that somebody could do that? And, and, and so I noticed though, before I, I started to really understand what this meant for me, um, I noticed that a lot of people they they sign their power over to you know gurus and mm-hmm. and religions and um, and and it's because we all we all have answer we all have questions to life that we want answered and we have been conditioned in some way to think that other people have the answer um, that we don't know enough and I've found that. You know, maybe our mind doesn't know a lot of things, but what's inside our body, when, what's inside our soul when we open that up, when we ask for it to be opened up, that's the main point is that there's incredible wisdom. There is incredible wisdom and of a universal nature, not just a personal nature, but something much broader because we all have, you know, we're all from source energy we've all been birthed from the same source and and when we can open that up then we my experience has been that i you know i have incredible reverence for this you know energy and 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 when i connect when i connect in that way i i feel very um i feel like i'm honoring myself too as a human because I can connect myself with my higher self, and I can realize in a moment where you know my human self might may have kind of taken over and got really worried and bunched up about something small, and and then I connect myself with my higher self, and I have a communication and, and a dialogue, and I feel lighter, I feel inspired, I feel more at peace, and. Most of all, I feel like everything's okay because I'm constantly guiding myself from the higher perspective and I, no matter what it is, it can be something super, super small and, you know, I'll still have a conversation about it because, you know, my divine is my best friend. That's mm. And that's the way I think it should be because um, that's where you get true guidance Guidance, that is not just from human to human Um, because when it's two humans thinking like humans talking to each other, you're getting human-like ideas coming back at you. And I think we all know very well, I think all across the board, we can agree that God is not a human concept. It really Mm -hmm. isn't. We can't put our own definitions on God because we don't know from our mind, what that energy really is until we let go and experience.
0: And even when we let go and experience, we still bring ourselves back to the human, the human experience, because it just keeps pulling us back. I mean, it's a fine line to, to walk because you can, I mean, I know what it's like to, to bliss out and to be, feel 100% connected And yet I still find myself, you know, stuck in the, in the muck, you know, every once in a while. It's like, whoa, what? mm." (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's part of it too, is that it's not, and I've learned this too, it's, you know, it's great to feel blissed out. It's great. But for me, where I'm at right now, it's more about, um, you know, I can get guidance about things, but my humanness, my human emotion does not go away. I do not try to escape uh, my humanness anymore. Um, at a certain point, I, you know, I kind of did because it felt so great to right. be expansive and, you know, travel around the universe and <laughs> see other galaxies and hmm. all of that and, and learn about that. But what I, what I c- came to realize is it's it's about being here. It's about being here. It's about learning how to be human and not beating yourself up and not trying to be somewhere else. And, and so, you know, it's, it's not for me about escaping my body and getting all blissed out anymore. It's not, it's not that it's about finding a deep sense of peace in where I'm at at that
0: moment. Right. It's that acceptance piece. I mean, that's, acceptance. that's kind of where I'd like to end this. The, I mean, you, you talk in the book about our struggles and how we're not to deny them, because there are mm-hmm. no mistakes our struggles, all of everything that happens has purpose on mm-hmm. a bigger picture, but we get caught up the thing I think I think the thing I'd like to leave people with is you know how do we get into that place of self love because it's a concept that a lot of people talk about, but I'm not exactly sure when I read some of the stuff that they say yeah. that they're actually even you know closely there i mean it's a it's something we throw around, but it's not something i mean it's it's really coming to this place of pure acceptance and knowing that mm-hmm. there are no mistakes and knowing that it's perfect just the way it is because it's helping us in some way or Mm -hmm. right.
1: It's a big thing. And I agree it is tossed around quite a lot and it's hard to, I think, touch the pure aspect or idea of self-love, true self-love. But for me, it's about being your own companion Mm. all the way through everything. Whenever you, um, and part of it's mindfulness. Part of it is about mindfulness because, you, you know, catching yourself in a moment where you might be beating yourself up, making yourself small, making yourself um, a victim, and noticing that you are the one doing that. Self-love is about being your own best friend through everything. I, I actually like to say being your own knight in shining armor because I think um, –
0: that's it's a, nice a powerful visual.
1: way. Yeah. yeah, I like it because, um, and I feel like I've done that for myself, something that this work has brought me, and it hasn't just been about these teachings. It's been about my own spiritual awakening and and evolution. And what I found through all of this is empowerment, seeing that I am seriously the only one that can really help myself grow. That's self-love to me because you see that you're the only one that can be there for you. And when you realize that, you devote your energy because it becomes your – when that when that awareness comes to you, then your priority is going to be to take care of yourself. And, and hopefully it is. Hopefully that is your priority. For me, um, I've always had a desire – to want to be in full alignment with my authentic self. It's always been my intention. Um, when your intention is there, you deepen into your heart, you open up your heart. and you have to you have to be willing to see what you don't want to see in order to resolve what might be what might be um, blocking you in a way from fully, Loving yourself, forgiving yourself, whatever needs to come out. But devote yourself to um, going inside. And, and if, if that's your intention and your desire to see yourself as who you really are and you're willing to take down the veils then what you'll see is magnificence. What you'll see is, you know, a companion that's been with you from the start and is always supporting you and and don't be afraid to be, to be selfish. And the way I mean that is um, that you can devote time and energy to yourself. You can, you know, um, you can do that and not feel like you are that you are. Um, I'm sure you understand what I mean. Yes. It's, just, it's it's not a negative thing to devote time and energy right. to yourself. It's, right. Um, it's, it's said a lot more eloquently in the
0: book. <laughs> well, you have. I, I'm going to say this one quote before we go. I can't believe we are yes. almost at an hour, but I love this. It's it says let let the love just pour through and affirm. I am now one with the universe. I am the light of all that is. And I now know that I am deserving of and in perfect harmony with receiving all the blessings and love that I am wishing for. With this recognition, I ask for divine guidance to show me the way to bring about synchronicities and to open my heart more to you so that I can bring more love, kindness, forgiveness, joy and healing to the world. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart and beingness.
1: Oh, man, I love it. I, lo- <laughs> I could just feel it, like, resonating out as you said that. That was a perfect quote, and it honestly it kind of sums up this entire thing. Yeah. It really does, because that is how you find yourself. <laughs> it's about <laughs> devoting time to yourself, going in. That's what it is, and no one else can do it for you. Right.
0: Well, you are a true blessing, Courtney, and I say that in recognizing the divine within you. I, you know, I completely appreciate all that you're doing. The fact that you're only 20 makes me tad jealous, but that's okay. That's my issue. (laughs) (laughs) But what I would really like is to continue on some of these conversations because I think there is so much more that we haven't even had a time to touch into. So Mm -hmm. if you're willing, let's, let's, uh, I don't know when, but let's, let's play some more and uh, get some more of these truths out there. Mm,
1: absolutely thanks so much for having me on your show and thanks to everybody that's listening I, i hope you can feel really what i'm trying to to help you with and and show you your magnificence and 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 it's all so that we can do this together and be our most free awesome selves
0: all right you've been listening to news for the heart and we've been getting to the heart of what matters Thank you, Courtney. Have a question for Lori and want to be on the next News from the Heart Show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.